Adams. Here. Adam Lee. Here. Adamowski. Adamson. Here. Adler. Here. Anderson. Anderson. Here. Bueller. 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 Um, he's sick. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows his kid is going with the girl who saw fish tapped out of 31 flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. Thank you, Simone. Jakey, bonjour. Nasty to Abe Froman. The sausage king of Chicago. Abe Froman. Let me check the restaurant. Would you describe him for me, please? Another jacket? Devastatingly handsome. Oh, well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Best thing I need at this point in my career is 1,500 Ferris Bueller disciples running around these halls. He jeopardizes my ability to effectively govern this student body. Well, makes you look like an ass is what he does, Ed. What? Way does the author's use of the prison symbolize broadcasting from the live network studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey? It's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Once again, because of quarantine, Nick cannot hear the intro, but it's not really related to a question today, per se. However, it is related to an experience. What's that? I said, let's focus on the positive. We are here, and we are doing the podcast. So. Oh, there's there's no question. I just feel bad that you couldn't hear the intro because, for the, you know, with all this time on my hands, I was able to put together one of those uh, movie uh, intros where I combined a song from a movie with uh, the best quotes of a movie, and it was one that I watched yesterday. Uh, and, Nick, it was also a movie that you, uh, myself, and another uh, female by the name of Jody lived out in, in, uh, in human form. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You got it. One of my absolute <laughs> all-time favorites. And I got some of the just great quotes from that. My favorite is the secretary, Ed's secretary. She is just absolutely fantastic in that. I forgot how wonderful she is. She was Mrs. Poole in the Hogan family, if you remember that TV show. She was the, like, the quirky next-door do. neighbor. I do. Which, which, what was the original name of the Hogan family? Uh, Valerie Harper or something or other. I think it was, <laughs> it was like Valerie's family or something. Yeah, and then she like walked out on a contract Valerie. dispute. Or it's called Valerie, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's called Valerie. Right. So. Yeah, it's one of the great con- contract disputes of all time. Uh, she held out for more money, and they called it the Hogan family, and they kicked her right out the door. She dies uh, on the show, and they bring in yeah. Cousin Sandy Duncan with the glass eye. Didn't skip a beat. It, it that show was on for like eight bit, years. It reminds me a little bit of uh, what Dak's uh, future may look like in, in, in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be somebody else in the draft. Anyhow. Yeah, uh, well, it's turning down $33 million a year. 
That's pretty. Uh, that's you know, pretty in, insane. But uh, probably my favorite when part. When you of, score zero touch, this is the thing with Dak. I don't understand. When you score zero. When Nick's fired up on Dak Prescott, I gave no lead into well, that, and he's right there. <laughs> I mean, when you can't score a touchdown against the, the Eagles. Eagles. In, in the game for the for for the for the. You uh, can't you score know, the a conference. touchdown against the, the Eagles, and you're gonna ask for thirty-three million dollars. <laughs> You, you win that game. See, I would put I would put Maniscalco in charge of negotiations, right? That's how he'd you, handle it. You put him in a room with the guy and be like, you're going to turn down you 33 million? You can't a score touchdown? a touchdown got, against the Eagles? The best, they, running got, back in the league? You got a you got receiver that costs $20 million? And you, you can't score a touchdown? In football. You got you the, the best, best offensive line in football? You got Zeke. You got a generational talent at running back, and you can't score a touchdown. You can't get one touchdown, and you're turning down thirty-three million a year. You were a fourth-round draft pick, bro. Got the best. Bro, that that wide that that phenomenal offensive line is going to get significant significantly less phenomenal very quick because first of all, Travis Frederick retired. Million for that, and yeah, I like right. that. Yeah, I do too. I like that. He's so, okay. He's a I, good quarterback. You're telling me Cam Newton at 11? You're telling me Cam Newton at 11 in a Cowboys uniform isn't better than Dak at 35? <laughs> Seriously. There you go. I'm, I'm asking there you, you an honest question. You're not going to take Cam Newton at $11 million right now if you're Jerry Jones and say, Dak, guess what? Your leverage? There it is. Say goodbye. I'll draft the guy, fourth round, ride it out with Cam. You're not going to get worse with Cam. You know, Dak is uh... – I did. I did. What was, I didn't say it's the sports round, but I just. I, I, we'll get into it since we're talking about it. I checked out the Vegas odds, not on who will be the starting quarterback for the Patriots this season, but who will be the starting quarterback of the Patriots in twenty twenty one. Oh, it's okay. that blonde-haired freak from Clemson. Oh no, no, no. yeah, you're talking about uh, Lawrence, Tra- Joe, Lawrence. Joey Lawrence. Oh. Now, number one, number one is actually Whoa. he is he is the favorite, um, but I mean I think that's just because he's obviously on the roster. Number four is Dak. Yeah, no, whatever. I don't even care. Number two, number two is gonna shake you in your boots. You'll be shaking in your boots when you hear what number who number two is. Take a guess. Hmm. Who would I want to be the quarterback of the New England Patriots less? No, who would you not want? Yeah, 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 yeah it's, less it's, it's, than anybody this else. Is right? Frightening, this is terrifying. Colin Kaepernick, um, Sam Darnold. Like put, 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 put it this way: it makes so much sense because it's just like the, it's the who could just ride out their career and ride out Belichick's career for like a decade right now. Who is disgruntled because of horrendous general management on their team? Poor ownership. You're describing half the teams in football. Uh, Who just made the worst trade in in memory in the NFL? Oh, it's very simple. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. See, but I don't see it going from oh, I hate Bill O'Brien to I'll love Bill Belichick. They're the same ugly animal. 
Deshaun Watson is not a New England guy. He is a Southern dude through and through. He does not like New England. He's not going to New England. I hope you're right. I'm just I'm just saying uh, what the odds are saying. And the fact that he's number two is that's terrifying. Not, that's not going to happen. I don't see that happening. Unless it's a conspiracy with Bill O'Brien to get out of Texas after they shred the organization, trade their best asset, then their second best asset, and then become the D coordinator for, you know, or offensive coordinator for New England again once uh, what's-his-name gets another job. But doesn't it seem so odd that he would be number two? Bro, we're, we're living in a world where Tom Brady is the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Phillip Rivers is the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, you know, the best receiver that I have. Another dumb move. What a horrible move that was. Why would you get Phil? I believe Talk about putting a Band-Aid. It's like putting a used Band-Aid on the situation. Well, you got a great I mean, offensive line you... and some weapons. Let's see what happens. I don't even know. Who... Seriously. The problem is you still got a, you got a terrible quarterback. I think I think, I think uh, their quarterback last year was better. Jacoby yeah. Brissett. Well, we'll find out. I mean, those guys are definitely at the, the back end of their career. There's also a lot of guys still on the market that haven't settled yet, so we'll see what happens. You know? <laughs> Notice the only thing going on in the world right now is NFL free agency. So we're it's the only thing to talk about, about it. About it I'm not fired up to talk about it at all. I had no agenda at all. You you came right in. Like, I tried to lead you one way. You went right with Dak Prescott. <laughs> You're like, listen, this is I, I am stir crazy, and I need to talk sports, my man. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's literally my only distraction besides – I know uh, from from the horrible, harsh realities of the cruel, cruel world. The only rea- the only distraction humanity usually has is sports, and we can blind ourselves to, to the agenda. Now we do not have that. I do not have anything as a distraction. So, but that's okay. Uh, you know, I put together a new intro for Ferris Bueller's Day Off, so I'm very proud of that. All right, let's get to the general knowledge section of today's Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Which, by the way, people are playing at home. Thank you to all the teams that are downloading the game. Uh, five bucks uh, per team, play it at home, get your friends on a Zoom, you can coordinate the party, you become the host. Talk to us if you want to do it a different way or think there's a better way to do it. We're open to things. We're trying to build an app. We're doing all this stuff while we have literally all of our games shut down across the country. So uh, do what you can out there, quizzo.co or quizzotrivia.com. You can download the game every Friday along with a companion video uh, and play along, and there were a bunch of teams that did that this week, so I'm very grateful for those teams. So I'll start you off with a clue that's going to be in the upcoming week for general knowledge, Nick. Um, I'll give it to you the hard way. The audience gets it the easier way, okay? Okay. What classic rock band is the longest running in history with the same lineup? And I have clues. The clues will give it away. One clue will not. One clue might just help you. The second clue is the like okay, okay rock band classic running in classic Great question. Rock I love this, love this question love with this the question. same longest lineup same lineup right so there's so many so, you can roll out there that are just not the same lineup you know what I mean like right right so by same lineup meaning nobody has left either okay so there is an original group of guys and that's the same lineup. There's three guys. I went against the Rolling Stones. Nope. No, they've definitely had multiple changes since the beginning of the Rolling Stones. Well, no, Stones. I know, but I'm saying was there three original guys. That, that's where I, that's where I was. That, that, yeah, that's where I'd I was, say these was. guys started almost exactly the same time. And they've never – these three have never deviated, whereas the Rolling Stones had a core four, but that's already changed. Like That, that changed multiple times. It's funny. I can't tell – I don't remember if this guy's dead or – the Kinks? No, that's a good guess, though. Um, nope. I'm sure that guy's dead, babies. 
Yeah, possibly. Just, yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen him since the These 80s. guys are not only dead, they haven't aged because they look like they were the same age when they started just because of their look. Really? Yeah. And they're still at it. <laughs> Thriving. I mean, not now because nobody's on tour. But, uh, yeah. I'm not saying they're, like, playing arenas, but, like, they routinely make the circuit everywhere. And you're like, oh, you know. It's one of those I would not have to convince you to go to this. All right, well, clearly I didn't get it the hard way. Can you give it to me the way that you're asking? Often listed at the end of the alphabet, what classic rock band is the longest in history with the same lineup? ZZ Top? You got it. Absolutely. Jeez. Yeah, all right. So those are the three guys. Yeah. ZZ Top has had the same lineup since day one. Okay. All right. Yeah, they've definitely been around longer than – I mean, they they haven't been around as long as uh, Stones, though. I think that's what threw me off. Well, I think think their career started in the late 60s together. Um. Yeah, I'm wondering if if what trio is almost. Um, well, I think the end the of the alphabet clue. is the clue. I think the al- yeah, the end of the alphabet's definitely the clue because you're starting to think it's Z. Right. It's probably the first <laughs> thing that came to my mind. The first thing that came to my mind was the zombies. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh there God. you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but can't, no. be the zo- can't be the yeah, zombies. Z- ZZ Top is the longest consecutive act. That's fine. I was just having a ZZ Top uh, conversation. Oh, I love this them. Week. But tell it With, be honest, um, because of those beards, you don't even know what they look like underneath it. You know what I mean? So they're they haven't aged by the way they look. They look the same as they did in nineteen seventy one. Yeah, you can't tell what's under that beard. <laughs> no. But it's a marvelous. Except for Frank uh, coincidentally, the guy in the band whose last name is Beard does not have a beard. Which is the best part. Frank Beard. Frank no Beard. <laughs> well, he might be gay and then he might have a beard. But that's a different kind of beard. Yeah, isn't he the drummer? What is the definition of a beard? I, I think that's what it is. I think it's like a woman who stays with a gay guy to make him not look gay so he can not have to deal with... Oh, so a beard people. is actually a woman? Yeah. Gotcha. The, uh, ZZ Top founded in 1969. Coincidentally, I have a gay friend named Beard. <laughs> well, that's funny. The group consists <laughs> of founder Billy Gibbons, Dusty Hill... And Frank Beard. That's the band. Same band. In fact, they don't tour with anybody else. That's the band. Yeah, I think I think ZZ Top is one of those bands. And, you know, we might be able to f- figure some other ones out that can be put in this category. But they're almost done a tremendous disservice based on their biggest hit. Whereas, like, when, when everyone thinks of ZZ Top, they immediately think of that song, Legs. And I think although, a sharp dressed man and LaGrange. Yeah, I mean, I think of LaGrange, but I'm saying the average person yeah, who. Okay. But they is had a just, great hit. Oh, they're a perfect not, band to play the Spotify game with. Ooh, the Spotify game. I wish we we got to get like theme music for that. You the, know what I mean? The, the, the Spotify cheesiness, game. The cheesiness of the song Legs, I think, does them a disservice because of well, how many great songs that they have. It, it, no, the reason what why is because it was made it. into a, a, a pantyhose commercial, which really, like. Yeah. Yeah, that that right. was, and that's what cru- I think that actually crushes them when people think. Of this is going to make you so happy. Them. This is going to make you so happy. Okay, so right. you got a top five. 
Okay, I would go legs. It's in the top five. I, I would go LaGrange. Number one. That's I mean that's their best song. All right, uh, so that's, that's, legs is number five. Close. Legs Tush? is number five. Tush is number four. Okay, you, you said sharp dressed man. Number two. Okay. No, uh, number three, you could so, be spending forever on, but it's a great one. It's give me ahead. all your loving. Okay. Good, all right. good song. Good so song. that's the five. Okay. Go all with right. how many plays Legs has on Spotify versus how many plays Lagrange has. You now know the order. LaGrange, number one. Legs, number five. All right. So I would say LaGrange, 25 million. That's much closer to legs. Oh, wow. All right. So 58 million. That's much closer to Tush. Number four. Jeez. Tell me LaGrange has over 100 million. I'm telling you LaGrange. Has over a two hundred million, my man. Yeah, I never would have thought it was that popular of a song. I told you, ten times the popularity. Yeah, Legs thirty two million, Lagrange two hundred and twelve million plays. That's their number one song. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, but I, and I think it. And sharp dressed man is at one seventy seven, one hundred seventy seven million. Give me all your love and eighty eight million. Legs only thirty two million. People don't like that song. Yeah, and then I just think you're 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 honing into. Uh, fans of Southern Rock and fans of Classic Rock, whereas if you ask the average person to name a ZZ Top song, they would think of Legs. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but that's well, the feeling I, I I'm get. very happy that LaGrange is 10 times as popular in terms of play. You know what yeah. I mean? That makes me very happy. I also love the well, fact that and these it also speaks to the point. Uh, I think it also speaks to the point that people don't like the song Legs, so don't play it. Yeah, it's not Doesn't good. Mean they don't know it. It's not just good because just because it's not a good there song. There actually is a guitar. There is actually a guitar riff in that song that is pretty good. That's fine. It's, it, it, it's, a, it's because it became yeah. a pantyhose commercial. That's why I don't exactly. like it. That's why it, be, it stinks. Exactly. It's not because of the song. That's the songs would be fine as a throwaway. <laughs> it's great as their fifth best song. If it didn't become a pantyhose commercial for sheer energy legs, like I still remember it, and I'm like, oh man, they just made that band so not cool. ZZ Top is cool. I don't care. Like, they pulled off something very unique. If you think the word beard and music, that's the band you come to. <laughs> There's no other band that hits you in the head. Also, those those motorcycles, what do you call those, like, Harleys with the long handlebars uh, and love the it. long wheel? Uh, yeah, and yeah, I also yeah, think yeah, of those I'm two fat twins that used to ride around on little bikes with that big with the big beard. <laughs> like, that makes yeah, me laugh every time like I think ZZ about Top. it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Well, from the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, it's those great. Those guys. That's fantastic. All right, what do you got for me? I have one more uh, One more on general knowledge. Uh, did you say who's – did you see whose presidential campaign is facing a class action lawsuit for promising jobs through November? Whose presidential campaign – is facing a class action lawsuit for promising jobs through November. Uh, Bernie? Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this was the worst presidential campaign of all time. Michael Bloomberg. (laughs) He dropped a half a billion dollars. Yep. To make an ass out of himself on national television. To to literally have his brand ruined. 
I've ever seen to destroy one of the great brands. And, and then he he bails out in a minute after winning. Did he win Guam? What did he win? He Samoa? Won, he won Guam? That's incredible. He won, he won American Samoa. I'm just Good kidding. for him. Yeah, that was the only thing he won. And then he bails out right after Super Tuesday. And now Tuesday, he won't pay the people. And then he gets, he's getting sued because he promised these people jobs in November, making them look even worse. It's just fantastic. <laughs> what a campaign. What a campaign. I mean, really. Thanks for that. Oh, it's great. Oh, fantastic. Great. All right. Uh, Nick, what is technically healthier, the Big Mac or the Whopper? Okay. I think I know this. We have I a 50-50 shot. I think I know this. This I would bet on it. Like you know, they say with when you're gambling and you're laying minus one. Yeah, I think I think we've heard you this. Should before. be at least fifty five percent sure, because if you're fifty five, you know, if you're fifty five percent sure, we didn't do it on bet. the podcast, but it's something we've talked. We 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 we've known about. It's not a new question. Okay, I'm gonna say it is healthier to eat a Big Mac. It is somehow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it is yes. less. Destructive somehow <laughs> to eat one over the other, which is amazing. Yeah, they should I, both I, be equally I, destructive. No, I'm I'm pretty sure Burger King is like a step down, health wise of everything. Like like when, when in doubt, McDonald's is better than Burger King as far as your health goes. I would say Chick Fil A trumps them both. Um, let's move to sports, uh, or unless you have another general knowledge you want to throw at me. I mean, I can give you something. Yeah, give me something. I got a good sports one. I have two for every right, round. Who tested, who tested positive for coronavirus while in isolation in a New York prison? Harvey Weinstein. Posi- Harvey Weinstein. Happy. I know we don't want this thing to spread, but if it had to get to somebody. I mean, <laughs> that's your target market, folks. It's a, it's a horrible I mean, thing. Did... I don't, I don't want to talk light about anything. But that dude, you know, I don't know. Ah, that's a bad guy. That's a bad guy. <laughs> there he goes. And go. now that he's in isolation, he can't infect anybody else. So, I mean, did you see they're letting all these people out of prison? Yeah, I saw. Yeah, it's 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 a crazy time, dude. I don't even know what to say about it. I'm just it's hoping. Not, though, like, if we don't want the thing to spread, why would we have all these people in prison that potentially have it and then release them to the general? Like, why wouldn't we? It's, it's a fascinating concept, isn't it? I, I mean, it seems like the worst time to let anybody go, right? Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me, man. <laughs> I'm, yeah, not I don't charge, I'm not in charge that. of uh, society. This disease can run rampant through, or this virus can, this virus can run rampant through prisons. Yeah. Well, I'm sure those people will out. obey well, the if, law in terms of staying put and going home. <laughs> so what if they were already infected? Why don't you just wait it out? To, I don't know. Anyway, That's... found that interesting. <sighs> Clearly, Harvey Weinstein got it. So, well, you don't want to know how. That's all I can tell you. Um, all right, let's move on to the sports round of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Nick, veteran committee member Dick Pound announced what 2020 sporting event will be postponed. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still, I'm still. Uh... 
I was distracted by the gentleman's name. Yes, of course. The question is not really <laughs> the question is not really relevant, Nick. It's just because I found this guy. Um, first of all, for starters, we're we're hunting for stories in sports, right? So if I want something topical that happened this week, sports, it's hard. Uh, so when I came across this story, I just did a double take. Veteran committee member Dick Pound announced what 2020 sporting event will be postponed. Now let me ask this: If you had a committee. Would you put Dick Pound in charge of making the comments about what goes on? Or would you find a different spokesperson with a different name than Dick Pound? I guess it it depends. This guy's been on the – I looked it up. He's been on his committee for over 20 years, so Dick Pound is no stranger to pulling out. Is he a committee member of the WWE? If he's a committee member of the WWE, uh, the the actual headline that I read was Dick Pound pulls out of 2020. That's good. It is. I I thought it was excellent reporting. Yeah. And they say journalism is death. I know. They say somebody spent all night working on that, Jeff. Somebody's working out there. There's no question. No question. So now, if I Uh, if I give the abbreviation of the, I'll say the Olympics. You got it. Dick Pound is the uh, spokesperson for the IOC, the International Olympic Committee. Yo, IOC. You you got the whole world at your disposal. Find a different committee member's name to use in the press release. Even if Dick Pound is saying the quotes, we're not taking it seriously because you have Dick Pound saying the quotes. How am I, I supposed to focus on what I you think ha- they're getting a they're probably getting a tremendous value having him Dick Pound? at that position. Because That's think true. about it. Imagine if you could achieve that much with that name. It's amazing. Imagine if his name was you know, Tommy Phil Ebola. Tetley. William Tetley would right. be the president of the United States if a guy whose name Dick Pound could become the chair of the IOC. You, you see what I'm saying? I mean, imagine how Impressive. much you have to overachieve. I don't think he's the chair. I think he was the <laughs> IOC spokesperson uh, and, a, oh, committee, and a committee member for 20 I mean, years. Dick Pound. Folks. I mean, the, Dick the, Pound. The, the fact that he's been able to be gainfully employed for tw- 20 years. So here's a, con- here's a question, Nick. Will Dick Pound show up in Wikipedia? No. No, he won't. You are incorrect. Richard William <laughs> Duncan Pound, born March 22, 1942, is a Canadian swimming champion, lawyer, and prominent spokesperson in ethics and sport for the Olymp- International Olympic Committee. So Dick Pound is Canadian, folks. And Dick Pound pulls out. Dick Pound pulls out. Well, remember Mammy and Pappies? Yeah. Well, there you go. I got it. I got the guy now. Instead of my curling champion, Dick Pound. All right, let's check this. We'll see if you see this. Who is hosting WrestleMania 36? Oh, Gronk. How am I not going to hear about that? I love Gronk. Listen, Closet, even though I'm a Jed fan, he was my favorite player maybe in football history that I ever – like was on a team I hated. Does that make sense? It's, it's just he, impossible he's, not to like. He's my he's my like. favorite guy of that ever played for a team that I could not stand. And there, that list is so short, it's hard to even. You know what I mean? Like Dan Marino's not on yeah, that I, list. I, I, I hate I, Dan Marino. I might have to agree with you. I might. I, I don't. No, nobody else is coming to mind. Um, and he's just an impossible guy, not the roof. The guy that was I loved ever? before I got him was Curtis Martin. 
I drafted Curtis Martin when he was a rookie in my fantasy league in that sophomore year in high school, right? So I just loved him, even though he was a Patriot. And the Patriots weren't the Patriots then, right? That was pre, you know, pre-everything, pre-tuna, pre-everything. Um, but then when we got him, you know, he became my favorite player as a Jet maybe ever with Wayne Corbett, those two. Uh, that was, was there ever a guy destined for the WWE more than Gronk? No. I mean, they were talking about him in in the fifth year of his Hall of Fame NFL career. It was like, oh my gosh, when this guy retires, oh, he's going to be the best like, WWE personality he's ever. Be the best WWE personality of all time. He's fantastic. Uh, I, I, he's I, I, a never, giant he, little boy trapped in this gar- you know, this like Goliath's body. It's it's amazing. It's it really. God is really amazing. Like the the diversity of humans that we have, from Dick Pound to Rob Gronkowski really is quite incredible um all right i got something for you it's a whole conversation here all right this is an amazing uh question and very difficult but uh let's see if you can get it what was the first fight in boxing history that featured a title fight between two undefeated heavyweight champions not champions i'm sorry two undefeated heavyweight boxers so the first title fight in history that featured two undefeated heavyweight boxers. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm going to say Joe Lewis and Rocky Marciano. Great guess. It was uh, Ali Frazier one. Uh, Isn't that okay. amazing? So like the so that... Joe Lewis had already lost before because Joe Lewis was the champion. Yeah. When he fought they Rocky were, Marciano, they were not Rocky undefeated. Marciano beat, what's that? They were not undefeated. Neither of them were undefeated. I think. I think they they both had no, losses. No, no. Rocky they... Marciano is undefeated. He was undefeated. Oh, so Lewis had a loss then. Lewis was the champion, but he must have already had a loss before he became champion. Yeah, yeah. This was absolutely a hundred percent the first time the two undefeated heavyweight champions fought for the title. So you know the history of like uh, Ali Frazier. So I know the history of Ali Frey. I mean, you know. Well, there's a, there's a million trivia questions out of it. So, like, how many times did they fight? You know that? Uh, three. Right. Okay. So, how many times did they fight for a title? Uh, did... I mean... It wasn't all three. So, basically, two. I would say two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, two. so yeah, the middle, the middle fight, three, but... the garden fight which is considered the least – it was not for a title. Uh, it was not yeah. a title fight. So, And that was – so basically, Frazier beat Ali in 15 rounds in a controversial decision in the first fight. Uh, so he be- stayed undefeated. He lost to Ali in a non-title fight, and then he lost to Ali again in uh, the Thrilla in Manila, uh, which was the last fight. Right. So – Great boxing history there. And I love the fact that the fight of the century was literally the first time two undefeated heavyweight champions ever fought. And it went 15 rounds of just like, you know, bloodiness. Yeah, you know, in this time of no sports, uh, that would be a good one to go watch. Uh, Because I wonder how Ali lost that. I'm, I'm guessing that he underestimated his opponent. Because that seems like maybe when Ali was at the height of I'm the greatest. And I, I remember he used to make fun 
of Frazier. Like he, he used to call him, you know, call him names and act like he was a a moron. (laughs) Well, and he used to insult him and like, call him like really like, apparently Ali treated Frazier horribly. Um, So, you know, obviously we weren't around for those, uh, you know, for those, but you know, from what I've heard. Oh, to be a fly on the wall during Ali Frazier conversation. (laughs) But my guess is Ali probably underestimated him, and Frazier Frazier had a great chin, right? That was the thing with him, where yep. like you could kind of yeah, he went fifteen you know, rounds. Ali <laughs> took yeah. plenty of abuse and stayed alive to talk about it. I couldn't go thirty seconds with any of them. Um, all right, you got anything else in uh, sports, or do you want to move on? To I do. I've got one more. Great. This is just one of my favorite. It might be my favorite thing of of the year so far. Ooh. If this is just one of those, like, when, when your enemy just falls to a point where it's just like uh, the glory of watching <laughs> someone. What could you be talking about? It's like Facebook with your old girls you went to high school coach? with. Who is the head basketball coach at Iona? Oh, yeah. I know this for sure. Uh, Rick Patino. Yeah. Say Iowa? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Iona. No, 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 no. The Gales. No, 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 no. The Gales. You missed a letter. You missed a letter. Is that a real school? No, 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 it is. It is. Well, he he gets to live in New York. They're going to do humiliation. They go to the tournament, right? (laughs) So. They they, go to the tournament. They go to the tournament. Yeah, well, Nick, you're talking about a. Dude, you're talking about a coach that was arranging for hookers for the players. They were getting campus tours and BJ's. Go away. Well, he was. He went away. He was in Europe. He was coaching in Greece or something. Give up the gig, dude. You're done. (laughs) It's over. You coached the Boston Celtics. You don't think this is uh, reminiscent of Bobby Knight in Texas Tech? He's carrying his own luggage. The guy's carrying his own luggage. I love it. From the head coach of the Celtics. Yeah, but they don't care about hookers at Iona. They can't even find any. As he cheated his way through the NCAAs all the way to pro, to 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 to, to the pro level where he was terrible, uh, couldn't cheat anymore. Right. Well, because he didn't have the unfair advantage of getting the best players because he provided them hookers. Uh, (laughs) I've generally found that players respond to two things, housing and hookers. And he was completely exposed uh, that, you know, he went back to Louisville where he could really just, he ran the town at that point. I mean, you know, it was, he he ran the town. Bring all the hookers. Bring all the hookers. What a, what a story. What What a story. Iona, the Gales. But how? Seriously, did you know their team nickname? Contract. Did you know their nickname? You, you said the Gales. Yeah, yeah. No idea. Isn't that the no best? Idea. Isn't that the like least frightening nickname you've ever heard in your life? I'll never forget this. I had this old Garmin GPS system that Is used it to the talk wind? to you. Like, are the Gales meaning the wind? Like Gale wind, or the Gale is some type of it's bird. A bird? What is a Gale? It's a bird, it's a bird. Okay. that looks like a peacock almost. It's not very terrifying. Oof. That's all I can tell. Terrifying. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, no, so uh, back in the who day, are afraid of birds aren't afraid of peacocks. Like that is the least terrifying of all birds. Uh, even if they get angry and aggressive to you and spread their things, it's like, oh, that's so cute. 
It's like, no, it's trying to get aggressive and get you away. It's like, no, it's just very pretty. It's very soothing. Um, but anyway, with the, <laughs> I don't remember what the hell we were saying. So, all right, but you want you want a question now, or do you want to talk about birds more? I mean, we're wrapped on sports. We can move to geography history. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm good with that. Let's uh, give it to you. All right, uh, Lake Chapala is the largest lake in what country? Chapala. Lake Chapala is the largest lake in what country? C H A P A L A. Chapala. C H A P A L A. Lake Chapala. You're pronouncing it as if it is Italian, but it sounds French. Right, so. and it, it's a it's a total. I like the question only because a I've never heard of the lake, b it's a big country, and c it it sounds like multiple different languages. It really could go any direction. You want to say Spanish? Sure. You want to say Italian? Okay. You want to say French? Uh huh. I'm not guessing Russian. I'll say France. Great guess, Mexico. Uh never. Lake never. Chapala. Doesn't sound Mexican. Is Mexican even a thing? I mean, it doesn't sound Spanish. In Guadalajara. <laughs> Should I make that multiple choice and give them, like, Mexico, Italy, or France? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Nobody's getting that. I mean, it's, 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 nobody's getting that. Uh, Chapala. Mexico, I mean, Italy, or France. Like, Chapala. It is crazy. Lake, what country? Of a country with as many people that live in Mexico that is just to the south. I am so unfamiliar with their geography. It's almost unbelievable. It's it, un, First of all, like if you watch Mexican <laughs> soccer, every single team I watch or root for, they're all in Mexico City. They're all based in the same city. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, like, I, it's like four other teams outside of Mexico City and like 12 in Mexico City. Like, so, I think there's like three vacation spots that you would maybe yes, like Acapulco, Acapulco Cancun, Cancun, Riviera Maya. Yep, only because of fish. Only Guadalajara, and I don't even know if Guadalajara is nice. Guadalajara won't do. Sorry. I love that song. Uh, yeah, but this is uh, Lake Chapala is right near, uh, I, I want to say, Guadalajara, which I do love as a name. That is a very cool name. I'm just terrified of Mexico. Like, I'm exactly who yes. ends up chopped up and buried. Somewhere in a ditch, just for showing up. Why are you here? Well, you know what it is? I just don't like to vacation at those resorts. Like, I want to, if I go on vacation, I want to see the local town. Yeah. Of the area. Yeah. So I just don't, those places don't do well for me because, again, you end up chopped up in the desert or something. And so you deserve to, like, if you go there, you know, do not leave. (laughs) Do not leave. No. Not leave. Unless you go with an entire uh, group it, of armed guards and either then be, wor- be even more worried because they'll probably turn on you. Uh, yeah. It's not I, my kind of, I say sp- spend the extra money, go to like the Cayman Islands or something, right? Isn't that a British territory? Maldives. So you know, something, you should know. go wherever. Somewhere else. Go wherever, wherever yeah, you want. Go, go to Bermuda. Uh, Bermuda's British. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You got the Queen's protection. <laughs> the Queen will protect me. All right. Uh, I have one more geography, geography history, history, and then I'm loaded in entertainment. All right. All right. All right. Uh, who did Einstein uh, – Einstein, sorry, my handwriting. His cousin. Who did Eisenhower defeat in 1952 and 1956? Which Ooh. is great. Same election, two years in a row. I like Ike. Um, which was making me think, is this the last time that this has happened? Has it happened since we're the same – it was the same election. All right, It'd so, be like Hillary so, running again against Trump. I feel like Nixon lost in 60. So too early for Nixon. 
Well, no, who did Eisenhower defeat? I know. I'm saying Nixon lost the presidential election before he became president. I think he lost it in 1960, right? So, right, but Nixon was Eisenhower's vice president. You're looking for the guy who ran against Eisenhower. Correct. So, was it Goldwater? Or is it, I, hmm. A little later. He's a little later, yeah. but it's one of those guys. Was it McCarthy? Did McCarthy ever run? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean right my time for McCarthy. It's the right time for McCarthy, but he was a senator. He was a senator from Wisconsin. I know that, but I don't know who ran against Eisenhower. I don't know who his big was. It Wallace, that racist son of a. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think he got all the way to. I know yeah, he I won like know. eight states once, which was like the most racist <laughs> election ever. He's like, I'm running on the premise that I do not like black people. I hope I have your vote. What's your campaign for, sir? Very simple. I am the candidate that does not like colored people. Very progressive. I'm tired of wealthy minorities trying to create the laws of this country. Right. Wait, sir. I am tired of minorities (laughs) trying to learn to read and educate themselves. How dare they? Uh, I, you know, geez, man, I, I, my politics from that era is gone. I wish he had. Uh, you'll know the you'll know the name. It's just such a forgettable. I just thought it was interesting that they had the same, same election, election twice. Yeah, it's like let's give that a whirl again. My, my guess is it was such a steamroll in 1952 that nobody wanted any parts of Eisenhower in. I mean. Right, so give, give me, give me a, give me a, a clue. Give me a clue. Uh, for, as far as I'll like give you the initials. Okay. A S. A S. Initials. A S. Does he have like a really weird first name? Is it like Albador yes. or is it like Al? Yep. Al- yep. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I, uh, God darn it! I totally know this name. Oh. Yeah, this guy shouldn't have been president. He was the sacrificial lamb. I, I remember learning yeah, about this. Yeah, exactly. Who was going to beat Eisenhower after World War II? I mean, come on. I was like running against Washington after the revolution. I, I'm just blanking, man, but it's on the tip of my tongue. I'm like hearing it, but I can't I can't get it out. All right. It's Adelaide. Adelaide Stevenson. God darn it. There you go. That's exactly right. Yeah, I knew it was in there. Darn it, Adelaide Steven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who are you gonna? How are you gonna vote for a guy named Adelaide? Let's start there. Over Eisenhower, please. I mean, General <laughs> Eisenhower. Let's not forget General <laughs> Eisenhower. Successful World War II victory. Yeah, that's good luck. <laughs> good luck, Adelaide. Sweet Adelaide. All right, Nick. Uh, give me the two countries in the world that have the most stars on their flags. I'm going to say United States. Number one with 50, according to my incredible okay. mathematical skill. All right. So I got that. Sweet now, what country has the next amount of stars on their flag? Isn't that amazing? You ever think about that? This is a tough one. Sure is. This is a tough one. No, I, I could give I, you I the number. I thought about it. I could give you the number. Guess the number. That's fun. You know how many we got? Well, is the number over or under 25? Over. (laughs) 
You were like right there. Mm. So I feel like that's a good, given the over under is good enough. So it was 27. 27. Okay, that's where I, I, I was actually thinking it was going to be under. But uh, I'll say Australia. Oh, good guess. Incorrect. Brazil. Okay. The Brazilian flag, 27 stars. Number two to the United States of America's 50. I figure that's I like those where it's like everybody gets their 10 points. 100 percent. It's it's the last question that. of the round. It's worth 20 points. If you get the bonus, you get an extra 10. Simple as that. And people go home with a great trivia question. Sure. To yeah. ask their friends. Yep. Oh, you're from Brazil. You know, you have the second most stars on your flag. Would you sleep with me? I have a crossover geography, history, entertainment question for you. I love it. To get you in the mood. I All am. right. I am already in the mood. The national anthem at Obama's second inauguration. Weird Al Yankovic. That is incorrect. Uh, Beyonce. (laughs) That would have been great. Well, yeah, Beyonce. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. It's Beyonce. Yeah, I knew that. I I just thought I, I would make everybody laugh by first saying Weird Al Yankovic. Um, by the way, did you did you see what I sent you of Weird Al when he's doing in quarantine? Yep. Playing the um <laughs> the entire in, Yeah, the entire intro to uh what what is that? Is that uh was it a Boston song he was doing? I feel like it is Boston, is it right? Or is it Kansas? Carry on my wayward son. Isn't that the crazy? Yeah, it's Kansas. Be- yeah. Kansas. yeah, it's Kansas. Wasn't that the crazy intro to Carry on my wayward son that he did on? Uh, that's what I was yeah. listening to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah that's it. Too Kansas. much time on your hands, weird Al. All right, um, Nick. I have time on my hands. I have gone back to my movie archive and started watching old movies that I haven't seen in forever to try to make myself laugh during this incredibly depressing time. So I suggest you do the same. Um, so yeah, I'm sitting here watching a a show called the outsider last night. Have you seen this on HBO? Nope. So it's, yeah, you hit the sack around midnight, start reading, read for an hour. I'm still up. I'm like, ah, I've been hearing about this good new show on HBO called the outsider. Okay. Your boy, Jason Bateman stars in it. Oh, I I have seen the commercials for that. And I love him. If if he's in it, I love it. 10 hours. Like, you know, now I'm going to, it's going to be 10 hours this well, meanwhile, I watched the first hour, you know, the first episode. There's no way I'm falling asleep now. Right, <laughs> right. Two now, o'clock, yeah. It's two o'clock in the morning. And <laughs> and you got to get through the next the five of these. Yeah, I yeah. love stuff like that. So, all right, good. So I, I, I ended up popping on another half hour, but finally I was like, all right, it's 2.30. Well, so, I, I, I so I had the opposite thing. I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'm sitting here, like, you know, staring at all my screens, and, and what am I going to do? And I'm like, all right, I'm throwing on a movie to kind of pass the time. This was Monday before Stern was coming back at 7. And uh, <clears throat> I, I came across this. I said, you know what? The last time I even think I tried to watch this movie, I might have been 10 years old. And I've got... This and the sequels all sitting here. I remember as a kid, this was like one of the quintessential comedy movies you had to watch to like, you know, understand comedy. Uh, I'll give it a try. So I'm going to ask you this. Newly elected mayor Mary Sue Beals lifting age, height, weight and sex restrictions on new police officer recruits was the premise for what movie? Police Academy. Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> what, what, what was the what was the restrictions? 
newly elected mayor, Mary Sue Beals, uh-huh. lifting the age, height, weight, and sex restrictions of new police recruits was the premise of what movie? So did you ever wonder what the hell okay. Police Academy was even about? Why are all these, like, degenerates all of a sudden going into the Police Academy? Well, yeah, but if you, if, you, if you look at that group, I'm not thinking age, weight. I'm thinking more of, like, background checks, like Tackleberry. Like, right. what was he doing? Right. He was a <laughs> lunatic. He was, like, a was military lunatic. Like, like, it, it yeah, is. They, 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 so the whole – so the here's first- the – the if first I one correctly was the first police academy was rated R, wasn't it? Yes, there's tits everywhere. It's awesome. But then it became like a kids movie. Then it, right? like, it, it, it subsequently it became like... more ridiculous in every extra incarnation. Yeah. So, all right, let me let me give you the premise of this. Right. So that's how it opens. It opens with that little graphic that newly elected mayor Mary Sue Beale announced that all of these restrictions are going to be lifted for the first time so that the police force can be better representative of the community. So then it's like you, you talk to the cops, and they're like, we have to keep the black people out and the women out and the gays out under all costs, regardless of what this mayor says. So the police is hilariously racist. <laughs> right? So th- that's the right off the bat in 1984. The police are ex- like, it's just like a given that they are completely racist. Right? So... Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me how just tolerant people were of these types of things back then. Would never be able to get away with it now. Um, Mahoney, who is played by, of course, legendary actor Steve Gutenberg, um, is a uh, basically a degenerate, right? And he keeps getting arrested for petty crimes and being a general, you know, uh, jerk off. Okay. Um, and the only reason he stays out of prison is because apparently his father and the chief of police in whatever city they're in, um, which I guess fictional city USA, were friends. So the chief of police keeps uh, keeping him out of jail. Well, he screws up so bad this time that the movie starts that the chief of police gives him an ultimatum. ultimatum. Either finish the 24 weeks of police academy or go to jail. So that's why Mahoney's stuck in this terrible police academy and thus the premise for uh, the movie. Now, do you remember who his love interest was coming off major hits uh, and right before she starred in uh, a, a massive, massive hit for her where she played a non-living thing? <laughs> Kim Cattrall. Bingo! Wow, Nick is all freaking over that. Kim Cattrall. Absolutely. Mannequin right after well, this. Well, I probably would have got it without the clue, but when you gave the mannequin clue, yep. it, it just, you know, like I was sitting there thinking, you know, I'm like, all right, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? And then you gave the, the yeah, mannequin so clue. So Kim Cattrall's backstory in Police Academy is that she is the daughter of like a super wealthy heiress to a fortune in upper class Manhattan, you know, like right on Park Avenue. And she's just bored with her life, so she wants to become a cop. And, uh, and and you know, uh, Uptown Girl, Steve Gutenberg story. That's how that goes into a romance. So Steve Gutenberg's going to leave, drop out. He sees Kim Cattrall, who joins, and he falls in love. So now it's all about getting her. Um, but my favorite— uh, Which now it just seems like when you're from an upscale uh, family and you're bored, you get into equestrian. Right. <laughs> you don't go into the police force. That's for sure. <laughs> no. uh, but my no. favorite part of the entire movie, though, is they had these like two like snot nosed recruits who were like the two legitimate recruits that were in this group. And they became, you know, the sycophants of the class and trying to uh, to spy on all the people and, and sabotage things. 
and uh, Gutenberg was always a step ahead of them. So they're like, hey, is there a party this weekend? He's like, yeah, it's at the uh, – do you remember the name of the, the, the bar that he sends them to? Uh, yeah, let me think. Is, is it, it's the, is the blue in it? Oh, yeah, sure is. Gosh, the blue. Put it this way: it's also the name of a classic rock band. Blue oyster, blue oyster cult. Yes, the blue oyster bar. The blue oyster bar. Okay, yes, okay. yeah, the blue oyster. That's what was confusing. I kept thinking of blue oyster cult. I'm like, wait, is that the song that was playing? That was throwing me off. The nope. blue oyster. The blue yeah. oyster bar filled with <laughs> gentlemen and chaps. <laughs> It was a funny scene. And Bubba Smith's in that. I kind of like it. Anyway, it was good. You know, I rewatched Police Academy and, and actually made it through. And uh, it's it, what it really is, though, is a cheap, cheap, cheap knockoff of Stripes. Same plot line, same concept, same humor, same idea. You know, you get the miscreants that are all part of the army that shouldn't be. And, you know, they all band together and come together at the end. S- same exact premise. It was Stripes with cops. I'm sure somebody sold oh. it that way. All right, what do you got? Entertain me. All right. All right, uh, all right. this is a tough one. Gettable but tough. All right, this uh, what movies opening scene? What movies opening scene features the title character speaking in front of a giant U.S. flag? Can you picture that scene? Is a giant. U.S. flag, the title character speaking in front of it. This was an Academy Award winning role. So the name of the movie is the title character? The name of the movie is the name of the title character, and the opening scene features the title character speaking in front of a giant American flag. Forrest Gump. No. Wow, that was my best guess. Forest is on the bench, the park bench. Yeah, but maybe there was a flag right in the background that I wasn't paying attention to. Yeah, it's, this is a giant. When I say it, maybe it'll, it'll click. Patton. Nah, never saw it. George C. Scott. Yeah, I know he won the Academy Award and didn't go. I remember that piece of yeah. trivia. Um, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I, I probably would have gotten that. If you go biopic, that'll lead people away from Gump. Okay. I'll take your advice. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good clue because at least that puts it yeah. in like a, a, a real human yeah, being. Yeah, instead of title to... character and you're thinking of like, is it Marty? R- right. That's like, no. When I hear title <laughs> character, I'm thinking of fictional people. I'm not thinking of like yeah, real Yeah, if you're people. thinking of a title character and a U.S. flag, hopefully you'll put it together. Yeah, that. like Dave. You know what I mean? Like the movie Dave. Remember where he became like the president and he just looked like the president and the president yes. died? It was Kevin yes. Klein, Right. So like I would think yeah, something not- like that. Terrible premise, but not a terrible movie. It's a great movie. It's actually my favorite fake president movie, maybe ever. I don't know that I have a better fake. There's the, the two people that I would legitimately vote for as real presidents from their roles as fake presidents are the guy from, uh, uh, what do you call it, Independence Day, right? Bill Pullman's president. That yes. guy was my maybe my favorite fake president ever. And then uh, Dave. I love Dave, and I liked Michael Douglas in The American President. I liked all of them. That might be my favorite one. That that, that might be my favorite one. I would have voted for all of those guys. And now the fact that— Big fan of Morgan Freeman in— Yep. Which one was that? 
deep. Yeah, uh, deep he, he's awesome. Yeah, I'd vote for Morgan Freeman in a heartbeat. Over like, and here's what's the thing: it, you people are. How could you say you'd vote for those people? They're just a. It's like, folks, that that that's out the door now. Like now, you more than welcome to go name any celebrity that should be president. There's no rules about who can be president anymore. <laughs> right? That's pretty. Morgan yeah, like Freeman wants to are announce his candidacy for, are tomorrow. Are we ready for the Rock? Sure. Are we ready uh, for the Rock? I'm ready for the Rock versus Kurt Schilling. You know what I mean? Like let let's start to get this make this interesting. It's all all wow. celebrities. This Kurt Schilling. That's that's what we're. I would have voted for Kurt Schilling after the bloody sock incident, but Kurt Schilling's had a rough run of things ever since. He's not like retirement has not been good. Kurt, Kurt Schilling's on the same side as Scott Bayo with most things. It's like if you find people that agree with each other, in quotes. It's Kurt Schilling and Scott Bayo are very aligned. Um, all right, Nick. If you could go back, if you could go back. And live the life of Kurt Schilling or Scott Baio. Who do you choose? Scott Baio, without even thinking about it. Are you kidding me? What kind of question is that? <laughs> well, dude, I mean, the, the, the pitch in the World Series, like the takedown that the Yankees. Bro, the, the dude hit series. every Playboy I mean, model of a calendar year. Kurt Schilling's probably never been to the Playboy Mansion. Scott Baio had his own yeah. room in it. What are you talking the- about? So that was my that was pretty much my he question. He was what Charles was in <laughs> charge. Nicole Eggert. I mean, come they called on. it Bayo Watch, Drew. They called it Bayo Watch. They called it Bayo Watch. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, are you kidding me? That's, that's not a question. Kurt Schilling, the hero of the greatest series in the history of baseball. That looked exhausting. Uh, His leg was bleeding. Certainly, it doesn't seem like it's the same as sleeping with celebrities in a hot tub. That seems a lot more right. appealing to me. <laughs> okay. I mean, call me crazy. There you go. All right. But next... to say it, there's no question. I know. No, there's no question. question. Yeah, no, I, I would say there's no uh, question. I, I say okay. There's no question. That's my opinion. Give me if if I'm wrong, folks. I'm gonna go down with my my wrong answer. Um, what car was at the center of the classic '80s comedy Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Boom! Brought it full circle all the way back at the end of the podcast. Waited till the very end to give you this. I think. Can I say Ferrari? Or Fair enough. I'll take it. Of... I have the exact uh, model and everything. Because the way I, I phrased the question was a 1961 Ferrari GT is at the center of what classic 80s comedy? Right, so I would have had Ferrari G. I, I was the next thing I was going to say is I know it was a Ferrari GT. If I had to guess the year, I don't know that. I, I probably wouldn't have guessed 61. Well, I reverse I mean, it anyway. I, I asked so. it in reverse anyway. But, yeah, 1961 oh. Ferrari GT. What a car, right? Isn't that the best car in a movie? Like, mm. I, don't, the don't, best car don't worry, man. We'll take good care of it. That's the greatest. I mean, the fact that I can't think of one better makes me think that, yeah, that probably the is Batmobile. the Batmobile. <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, I know people like, I know people like the bullet from uh, Steve McQueen, you know, but like, I, I, I'm going with the Ferrari. I'm saying, GT what are you, 61. what are you turning down over the 1961 Ferrari GT convertible? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm taking that over no, anything, not, like maybe I'm, Bond's I'm, car I'm, that I'm had the, the bullets and stuff. I don't know. So maybe something yeah, like that. No, I'm in. All right, folks, that does it uh, for another episode, episode 154 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. For Nick, my name is Drew. We will see you next week, everybody. Rumors spreading around in that Texas town.
This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. Just let me know if you want to go to that home out on the range. They got a lot of nice girls. I'm racing.